And when I go through some of the toughest situations with an agent, I mean, things that you just couldn't even dream up um, and we work through it and we get to the other side of it and they, they're apologizing left and right. I'm so sorry, you know, this, so sorry that we had to go through this, that you had to go through this. And I tell them, this is my job. This is what I do. And I actually kind of enjoy, I mean, I don't like bad things to happen, but I enjoy working through helping the agents get past these tough, tough things that can happen in real estate. You're listening to The Real Estate Sessions. I'm your host, Bill Risser with Fidelity National Title, Tampa District. Thanks for tuning in as we uncover the stories of leaders in our industry. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much uh, for tuning into episode 211 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As I always say, thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Today, we're staying on the West Coast of Florida. I'm so excited to be staying local for a little while in terms of guests. And this week, thanks to Sean Carpenter for another great guest suggestion. We're going to be talking to Whitney Ellis. Whitney is the managing broker of a Coldwell Banker operation in the Lakewood Ranch area of Bradenton, just about 35 miles south of St. Petersburg, where I'm located. And Whitney's doing some great things, uh, has a great story to tell, and has written a book. So we are going to talk about her book. We're going to talk about her story and her journey on episode 211. So welcome to the podcast, Whitney. Hello. It's great to be here, Bill. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you. One of my one of my two, I have two guest bookers who love to find people for me to talk to, which I think is the best way to meet people because I, I can't talk to everybody around the country. And for you, our connection is Sean Carpenter. And and uh, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast know Sean. Sean's a, a like a raving lunatic fan of the podcast. I, I can't thank him enough. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, <laughs> but, but but he's really cool. So I want to know how you met Carp, and, and maybe if you have a good Carp story to share, that'd be kind of cool too. Yeah, absolutely. So it was my first year as a managing broker. It was probably about 2012. Coldwell Banker had him down from Ohio to Sarasota to do a training session with a group of agents. And um, it was an all day event and he did, he did a really great job. And there were a lot of things that he did that really stuck with me. Um, and then I've seen him since at, I saw him at Gen Blue last year. He, he taught a session. It was standing room only. I was standing up in the back. So and there are a couple of things that, that really stuck with me that I've used throughout the years. So um, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah, I got a chance to co-present with Sean. You talk about a, a really fun day. All I did was like toss up questions to him and he just goes. I mean, he really has a, a few of his his uh, sessions are just so dialed in, so appropriate. He keeps them up to date, but he's he's really good at what he does. Yeah, and I've continued yeah. to get his uh um his blog every week too. So, I yeah, stay up Carp's, with that. He's got some good stuff. Yeah, sure. carpscorner carpscorner.net. We'll have to Carp's give him a little corner. plug there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. There you go, Sean. Uh, enough about Sean. Let's talk about you. I, I know that you grew up in Los Angeles. I grew up in Southern California, myself in San Diego. Uh, so we both probably have similar kind of at least uh, thoughts about growing up in Southern California because it's a, it's a much different place, wouldn't you say, than any place else you've ever lived? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, everywhere that I've lived has been, has been a, a nice climate, though. I will tell you that. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I actually moved to uh, Southern California, to Los Angeles when I was seven. I was the youngest of four kids. 
And um, my mother was a single mom. So I grew up kind of as a latchkey kid in California. And, you know, it was a different time then, too. It wasn't just a different place to be, but we had so much freedom. I was just free all afternoon. From the time I was like seven, eight years old, I was just roaming the streets, going to friends' houses. And we skateboard everywhere. We'd ride our bikes to the beach. But, yeah, we we took advantage of the beautiful coast. And it, it was a great place to grow up. Yeah, I I tell people all the time, you know, that you think of Southern California, the first thing everyone thinks is y'all live on the beach. And I'm like, no, not really. There's other parts to California. <laughs> you know, we lived about 20 miles inland, you know, in San Diego in the East County. Um, were you, how close to the coast were you? I would say probably 10, 10 to 15 miles. We'd take a bus. Sometimes yeah. we'd ride our bikes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely was not a beach life. Right. But you could get it if you wanted it. Absolutely. And we did ditching school. Don't tell anybody I said that. (laughs) So so you, did you go through high school there in California? Yes. What town, what town were you in? In West LA. Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Somewhere along the way, you, you decide real estate's going to be for you. But if I think I remember right from doing some research, it doesn't happen early on in your story. Is that true? That is correct. Okay. So what'd you do? What did you do right after school? I moved a couple of times. I moved up to the Bay Area. So I lived in Northern California as well for a while. And um, that's where I started my family. And when my kids were young, we moved to Florida. And and then I continued to really just do things that aligned with their age and their life. So I worked in preschools. I worked in their elementary schools. I volunteered. I ran the PTO. Um, and then eventually I worked in the front office of my son's high school, Cocoa Beach High School, another another cool place to be. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> coast to coast. That's that's when that was a, 2003 is when I got my real estate license. OK, so the kids are older now and you're thinking you got the time now to in, kind of start a second, really a new career. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Something where I could actually make some money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the hope anyway. <laughs> well, it's working out. Yeah. Let's, yeah. you, uh, you started off where this is not common, right? The common start for a realtor is always one of the big brands, like for you, for Cobalt Banker or, you know, one of the brands that have training, but you actually went into new homes, right? That actually is not correct. Oh, I did okay. start, I did start on the East coast of Florida is where okay. I got my license and I worked for three years in, um, an ERA branch. So okay. they did have, they did have pretty good training. So I did that for three years and then I moved to the West coast of Florida and that's where I worked in new construction for about seven years. And that's down in the Bradenton area where you are now. Right. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Bradenton, Sarasota. Yeah. There's boy, there's some nice new homes down there. Uh, talk, talk about then that switch from going from, you know, residential regular real estate. I don't know exact the exact phrase for it to, mm-hmm. to new home. What, what was, uh, what was the biggest challenge for you? Well, actually the, the reason that I made that shift is when I moved, I, I moved across the state. So I didn't have a sphere. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know the area and it was late 2006. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So what I did is I took my resume and I just I I looked at um, actually some of the the larger name brokerages around this area, dropped off my resume. And I was kind of like, maybe there's a a top agent that needs an assistant just until I can get my feet wet in this area. And uh, one of the local but but major 
brokers picked up my resume and they had a new home sales division. And after five interviews and having no experience in new construction and really no experience with luxury market, I got a job selling luxury condos on Siesta Key. Oh, my. That's uh, yeah. that's a whole nother. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not West LA. Um, <laughs> wow, yeah. So so to yeah. talk. Let's talk about that. You obviously are a quick learner, and because of what you're doing today. So how do you? What was the process like? Trying to you know was it was you just soaking up everything you could, and you had to make a couple of mistakes along the way. But how did that go? Yeah. Have you ever heard the expression, fake it till you make it? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, I just, I am a fast learner and I'm adaptable. Somebody actually wrote this in one of the references that they wrote for me, a boss that I worked for during that job. And she said, I get along with the custodian as well as I get along with the multimillion dollar buyers. And so that really helped me. Um, in this particular position where now I had to shift from on the East Coast of Florida, where the average price point was like $95,000 to these million dollar and up waterfront luxury condos. And I just adapt. I just learn the language and relate to people. And I can only... I can only imagine how great that experience that you've, you've had, you know, in that first, let's call it, you know, six, seven, eight years of your career, how good that was, right? To see you're not afraid of anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that took three years. I sold those out in three years. So that was like seven, eight and nine, 2007, eight and nine. Wow. So here I am now in 2009, still a a pretty rough market. And so then I joined another um, single family home builder, one of the, okay. the larger builders around here. So I was, then I went into that market. So I was on-site sales in a new home development. Gotcha. But and they that- do a lot of training as well in, okay. in those positions. Yeah, that's true. They have people coming in all the time. Mm-hmm. I know personally, I've done some training for new home sales divisions mm-hmm. about certain things. And so they're always trying to up the game with the sales teams. That's great. Yeah, and- I learned a lot. 2012 rolls around and you go back to residential, right? So you end up going yeah. with Coldwell Banker. Talk about what prompted that change. Well, I just kind of felt like it was time. I had gotten to know the area, obviously had been there seven years now, and I wanted to take control of my own career again. The funny thing about new home sales is, you know, you learn really fast to make that quick connection with a client. You have to capture them in three minutes. Mm. And and I was doing that, but I found that if that home or that community wasn't for them, then I lose them because the only thing I could sell is the property I was sitting in. So I, that happened more and more. And I said, wait a minute, you know, I can, I can probably do a little bit better and, and expand my career. So I did some research. I talked to three different brokerages, which is what we always tell new agents to do. Right. <laughs> and um, and I, I decided on a, a Coldwell Banker office in Lakewood Ranch, which is where I was living at the time, and really, really connected with the broker. Yeah, you, you connected in a very big way because it only took a couple of years and all of a sudden you're the managing <laughs> broker of the office, right? Yeah, actually, I became the managing broker of another office. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was less than two years. I, I don't I don't even know how it happened, to be honest. <laughs> My head is still spinning. Yeah. And now now I, I you mentioned Lakewood Ranch. And so I live up in St. Petersburg. I'm about 
40 minutes north of you, roughly, maybe a little less, depending on traffic. Mm -hmm. And and I've been detoured. This is going to sound weird to people listening, but I've been detoured off the I-75 because of an accident multiple times. I'm sure you love this in Lakewood Ranch. Mm -hmm. Through Lakewood Ranch. You probably know the exact route I took. I do. Yeah. But let's. T can you just tell me, um, first of all, try to give the listeners a sense of what Lakewood, Lakewood Ranch is like, because it is this little hidden paradise just off the 75 that you never see unless you're going there. Yeah, really interesting. It is it is a master plan community, and it's one of the largest in the country. Mm -hmm. And it actually was just named number one multi-generational master plan community. Because like the villages, everybody knows the villages up, up in northern Florida, but that's known for being a retirement community. Lakewood Ranch is great for retirement, but it's also great for families. There's sports complexes and you know all the sporting activities, A-rated schools, walking trails, biking trails, golf courses. And then they also have a couple of small little town centers. Um, so you've got a small movie theater and restaurants and retail shopping. It's, it's really, really growing. It started in 1994. And I think there's... 36,000 households now, and there's there's 20,000 more planned. Wow. It's huge. I knew yeah. it was big, but I, I didn't know it was that big. Wow. Yeah. That's and, and price points for everybody. I mean, starting right. in the 200s into the millions. Right. Yeah. It's, so. it's really cool. And I know there are I mean, thousands of people live there that commute up to either St. Pete or to Tampa mm -hmm. because it's a perfect kind of a bedroom community for them, right? Yeah. 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 I love that. Not only do you run this, you're, you're the managing broker of a Cobalt Banker operation, which means you're the one that people go to when, generally speaking, they don't come to you and go, hey, Whitney, everything's awesome. Everything's really cool. I just wanted to check in and tell you everything's good. Has that ever happened? Um, maybe, maybe every not, now and then. Yeah, maybe every now and then. Generally, they're coming <laughs> to you because there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like I said that, yeah. So yeah. you're a problem solver by nature, right? Absolutely. Okay. And so when you're solving problems, I imagine all of those moments are educational moments. That's what my mom or that's actually mm -hmm. my wife would say to my son when he was yeah. little. Teaching right? moments. Teaching <laughs> moments. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that part of your life a little bit. Cause that's your, you know, you have a, how many agents are there and, and what does a typical day look like for you? <laughs> there is no typical day. Um, I have, I have now 75 agents yeah. in my office. I absolutely love what I do. And I am a problem solver by nature. And, and when I go through some of the toughest situations with an agent, I mean, things that you just couldn't even dream up. Um, and we work through it and we get to the other side of it and they, they're apologizing left. And I'm so sorry, you know, this, so sorry that we had to go through this, that you had to go through this. And I tell them, this is my job. This is what I do. And I actually kind of enjoy, I mean, I don't like bad things to happen, but I enjoy working through helping the agents get past these tough, tough things that can happen in real estate and coming out the other side with a resolution. And hopefully everybody comes together and moves on and we get a closed deal. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to guess that this, this resulted in the next phase for you. And that's this book. You wrote a book that's coming out soon. What's the release date on the book? We're hoping for November 18th. Awesome. So, uh, no less promises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's part of that game. Less than a month uh -huh. away, but let me, uh, so it's called Everyday Agent, which I love that name. But then the, the subtitle, Straight Talk and Proven Methods to Grow Your Real Estate Business. I love where you're going with this. This is, this sounds like 
no nonsense, nuts and bolts. This is what you got to do. Is that, am I on track with that? Yeah, that's exactly how I wrote okay. it. It's, it's really strange to look back on how this all started. It was kind of the first of the year thing. And I've always loved writing. Um, I've never written anything of substance before, but I've just like, I mean, I can draft a mean email <laughs> and I've been told that before. I just, oh, okay, I have a good. way with words. I can do. Um, so I just, I'd always wanted to write and it, the two things kind of came together and it just occurred to me, well, this is something I can write about because this is what I know. It's what I do every day. I'm also really passionate about helping agents be better. And I see so much, we all know, and I've heard a lot of your podcasts and so many agents don't make it and they're just not getting the the support, the training, the, the coaching that they need to get through the tough beginning so that's really what this book was about is it's everything that I've learned over 15 years that has worked for me and things that I have taught agents that have worked for them. And so yeah. I just kind of put it all down. Yeah. Since 2012, you know, you've had new agents come into your office, right? And you're that first point yeah. of contact. You're the one that has to kind of get them on the right path in the right sessions and classes and, and whatever else mm -hmm. you do. Right. So this, this is, seems like a natural extension of, of what you've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you, you sent me an advanced copy, which I really appreciate. And I read it, uh, love the book and it, it, um, you break the book down into these, these four segments, right? And so just we'll call them mindset, preparation and productivity, um, the real work, which is the way I love that. <laughs> and then, and then, and then that adding value thing that, which really, I guess if someone was asking, what does that mean? It's really, how do you can make this a customer forever so they can continue, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got to be with them. So is that, that's kind of the, the breakdown, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell yeah. me, tell me how you arrived at that. What is it? Is it something that, is it a way you handle training or did it, how'd that flow come together? Um, it just came together naturally. You know, the first thing you do when you go to write a book is you write out the outline, which then becomes your chapters. And so I wrote them all down in the order that just made sense to me, because the first part is the mindset. The first part is the business planning piece of it. And I've read a lot of real estate books, as many as I can get my hands on. And it's funny that so many times that piece is at the end. And I, for, for me, it just felt natural. That has to be first. And then getting yourself organized was kind of the second piece and knowing, getting your team together and putting your business systems in place and then getting into the, what I call the meat and potatoes, the productivity part of it. So how do you go out there and get business? Um, I've got agents that want to jump in a little too fast and, and I don't, I don't coach them to wait until they're completely ready because you will never be completely ready, mm -hmm. but have some preparation, be ready for, you know, you've got to know your contract a bit. You have to at least be familiar with some things. If somebody were to say, I want to write an offer today, are you ready to handle that with maybe a little help? I'm always there for my new agents to help them through that. But so you got to lay the foundation a little bit. And right. then of course, the last piece of it was, was about relationships and, and how to stay top of mind in the follow-up and, and being that what I call the realtor for life piece of it. I'm just guessing that's kind of where Sean Carpenter fits into the equation <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> relationships. Yeah. Building relationships. 
Yep. Solving problems and having fun. I have to finish Solving that. Yeah. yeah. I, have to, <laughs> I have to finish that or he's going to get mad. So, um, I want to kind of go side sidebar for a second. There is a, there, I've never seen this before in a real estate book ever. And I've read lots of them too, but you wrote a poem and you, the poems, oh, yes. the poems called change. And, and, and it is, it was really, really good. I was going to read it here and I thought, no, don't do that. We won't, I won't read the poem on the, right. So I want to know, uh, first of all, that's probably not your first poem, correct? Wrong. Really? That was the very first yeah. poem you've ever written. And you I, wrote... I think so. I think Did... so. I mean, I may have done a few in high school or sure. something, but yeah, as far as anything that I still have or remember, it is the first. And there's a, an interesting story related to yeah. that poem. I wrote it back in, um, I think it was 2010 or 11, maybe. And I was working for a builder. And this builder was really big on business building books. So he would always, you know, tell us to read books and that kind of thing. And at one of our sales meetings, he brought in, I think it was four different books, piles of them and said, everybody pick one and everybody has to write a book report, which I thought was silly nonsense. It's like, I, yeah. you know, this is my job. You're asking me to write a book report. What are we in high school? So I'm always an outside the box thinker. I don't like to do things the same way everybody does or the way that somebody's going to expect. And I, I'm pretty sure I knew in advance that this was a contest. I don't remember that for sure, but I think I knew it was a contest. So I wrote a poem about the book. And I don't know if you can identify what book I read by the poem. Probably not. No, but now, now I don't tell. Yeah. uh, Not change agents. No. That'd be Seth Godin, right? Um, No, I took the easy way out, Bill. It was Who Moved My Cheese. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Business books. And it took me about 45 minutes to read it. And then I just sat down and wrote this thing. I I don't think I even struggled with it. Um, And by the way, I did change the title of it. The the change was just a working title. um, And it's called A Choice for Change. Ah, that's right. Okay, gotcha. And and did uh, you win the contest? Yes. Oh, look at you. <laughs> I want a thousand bucks without poem. Are you kidding me? That's <laughs> Oh my gosh. I can't believe it's really good. Uh, so yeah. So now, yeah. Anyone who wants to see that you'll, you'll be headed off to, to uh, <laughs> Whitney's website. Let me, I, I, I want to bring this up too. You're, you're actually tying, you know, a website component into the everyday agent as well. And is that, is that um, to help, with some accountability, just to kind of put some pieces in front of people to help them, you know, achieve success? Yeah, that kind of morphed as I was writing the book, Mm -hmm. because I would come up with a a system or a tool or a checklist that I use. And I was like, well, I should make these available that people can get them. So then we started developing the website part of it. So I also, and I visited so many of these websites and I get solicited by so many people that are trying to sell their programs and and all that stuff. Um, And they can be confusing. They can be really expensive. So I just, I'm clustering it together as one program at one very reasonable price, just because I do have to, you know, to, to put some monetary value to it. Again, there's that skin in the game and the accountability of it, but it's also geared for new agents and so I want it to be accessible to everybody. But yeah, as I was talking through the book and, and going through some of the things, I was like, well, there needs to be a piece with that. Um, in addition to resource materials like checklists and guides and things, 
um, there's also a series of short videos that go deeper into the topics. So there'll be one about open houses and one about business planning. And that's you on camera talking to them and they get to see who you are? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So as a guy that does a lot of video and I think agents should, I don't know. I think you agree with me. Yeah, yeah, I do. How'd you get around that? I don't always enjoy those videos where I'm just looking at somebody standing in front of a whiteboard and talking. So I wanted it to be more visual. So it's more of a PowerPoint presentation um, with the voiceover. So it's, it's just a, like a 20 minute, it's like what I would do in front of my office when I'm doing a a lunch and learn. Okay. Um, So I'm just delivering material that way with visuals uh, rather than just looking at me. Because, you know, nobody wants that. No, stop it. <laughs> no, it's just so funny. I thought, well, that'd be great. It'd be some videos. You could be, you know, kind of yeah, showing maybe, off some maybe stuff. Maybe that's coming. Maybe that's coming later. Yeah, maybe that's great. I, I want to ask you this. You know, up here, we're having a little bit of, you know, the offer pad open door thing is cranked up up here. Do you mm-hmm. have that problem down in, in Sarasota and Manatee counties? Are they there yet? Very minimal. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, it's it, here. It's here. I think I think my office has run across it once. Okay. That yeah. Yeah, it's that a uh, it's a price point thing, right? They're definitely never going to be yeah. on Siesta Key. <laughs> they, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I do some yeah. work in Lee County and Collier County, and they're 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 just staying away from the high end stuff. But but you could see mm-hmm. maybe you know someday Lakewood Ranch might be possibly a target. So is mm-hmm. it something that you just kind of stay on top of and just kind of pay attention to? I'm sure that, you know, mm-hmm. the real G is doing, you know, going to do their own thing down the road, right? And Cobalt mm-hmm. Banker will be a we part of it. We already have it. Okay. We already have it. Yeah. Is it something that's employed there in uh, in your part, in your area? Yeah, it's available to us. It's, and, you know, this is, this is something I think that there is a very limited place for this in our market. But right. there, the other thing about our market bill is that we are so heavy in new construction that this can sometimes come into play when somebody's found their new construction dream home and has to sell in, you know, in, in a hot hurry so that they can get into their new house. Right. That, that they might turn to one of these iBuyer programs to, to sell their house quickly. Um, so we are absolutely offering that now. The other thing that we're finding, which is interesting, is that we're working the other side of the transaction and selling homes that are listed by like Open Door. Interesting. And that's a very interesting process in itself. I'll bet, yeah, right? So. Without, without, mm-hmm. without having that normal agent to agent relationship, it's a little different. Yeah. <clears throat> I so like that's that. been challenging. Yeah. Well, look, I'm watching the clock here. I really try to keep you know, honor my guest time. I, uh, we're heading towards that 30 minute mark. So I want to ask you the same question I've asked every guest on the podcast and I, you've heard it once or twice, but it's, <laughs> if, if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent, what would it be? Am I allowed to say, read my book? You could, that, that could be number <laughs> one, but then I need a second okay. one. Okay. Um, no, definitely that you have to go in with the mindset and the expectation that this is your own business and you have to work at it every day, which is the reason for the title of my book. You have to be an everyday agent. You have to be an agent every day. Um, So that's my piece of advice. I love it. Um, Whitney, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get a, get a hold of you? Check out the website. It's everydayreagent.com. Okay. And they can get everydayreagent.com. And they can access you there. Yes. Okay. They can register and 
and then I'll, I'll be able to respond to their email. I don't have a direct connect on that yet. It's coming okay. soon. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Whitney, thank you so much for your time. Once again, Sean with another home run. I love what you're doing and you're so close. Mm-hmm. We will have lunch on one of my trips down South. I'll try to connect with you so we can, we can get together in person. Definitely look forward to it. Thank you so much.